welcome back to another episode of the Things Like That podcast. I am your host, Allie Liberts, and we have a special guest today, one of my best friends, Chloe. Um, she's a spiritual mentor. She is one of my best friends. Um, she's a lot of things all in one, and I've had many requests for her to be on here and specifically talk about tarot cards. So if you're one of those people, get ready for this episode. Um, Chloe, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm not really good at introducing myself, but um, my name is Chloe. I'm 19 years old and I live in Virginia. I do so many things. I wear so many different hats. I don't like to label myself because I do so many things, Mm -hmm. but I'm a mentor, a tarot reader, an entrepreneur. I have a clothing line with my boyfriend yeah, I do lots of things. Yes. Sometimes I forget that you're only 19 just because I feel like just in like the year or so that I've known you, you've lived so many lives. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start off with kind of how your spiritual journey started? It's one of my favorite stories. It's so crazy. It's not in the way you would think. So when I was about to graduate high school, I started a network marketing business and I had never done anything like this before and I was in a really 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 dark place just dealing with a lot of depression I had just gotten out of a really toxic relationship and there was so much going on at home it was just like a really 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 low point and I found this business and I started doing like personal development and mindset work. And in doing that, I started listening to podcasts. And I just stumbled across a podcast called Mindset Manifestation and Magic. It's by Michaela J. And she's a spiritual mentor. But I started listening to her. And it like, I don't know, it's so crazy how everything happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I love like the switch from going from personal development to your spiritual journey. I love that about your story. Um, How would you say you've changed from where you are now to where you were a year and a half ago? Ooh, oh my goodness. Because I know it's a big change. (laughs) And like, I've changed in every way. And it's so crazy. I was at my mom's last night. And when I was living with my mom, we had a really rocky relationship. And so I moved out and our relationship has gotten a lot better. But I was eating dinner with my mom and my stepdad last night. And just like reflecting on where I was when I was actually living there. And it's so crazy. Like, I have such a better outlook on things. Like, obviously, I still have my bad days. I still have times where I'm like, actually, fuck everything. Yeah. (laughs) But... (laughs) But, like, overall, like, my outlook on everything is so different. Definitely. I've seen such a big change in you since we've met. When we met, like, just, like, backstory, um, you were already on your, you know, network marketing journey. You were probably, like, six months or so in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, when I first met you, I could see just, like, what a light you were and, like, how much you were going to grow in the next year I could see like you and your cocoon and now I feel like you're the butterfly and it's just Mm. been like really cool to see 
all your expansion, which I want to talk about our word expansion in a little bit. Um, But first, can you just talk about just briefly like your experience in the network marketing industry and how it shaped you and what your overall outlook is on that? So when I started, like I said, I knew literally nothing. Like I didn't even know what the word network marketing meant. I meant I never heard it. I never heard the word MLM, like anything like that. I just did not know. So I jumped in completely blind, which I think was probably the best thing for me to do because at that point in time, I would not have gotten myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. had I had known like this involves showing up and showing your face on camera and all of that. But oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> I do it all. I'm the, the worst <laughs> for this. Like every five seconds, I lose my train of thought. But oh, okay. <laughs> um, so there's a stigma in the network marketing industry. And I dealt with a lot of that, like the stigmas with um, like the cold messaging and all of the ickiness that a lot of people shy away from network marketing because of. And it was really toxic. It, it, in the beginning, it's what I needed. But then I really started realizing how toxic it was and like the hustle culture and glorifying not sleeping like like at the end of the month like the last two days of the month like I would go to bed probably three four in the morning wow because I felt like I had to work I had to work I had to work and it was just so draining and my upline was not the most understanding regarding mental health and the stuff that I was going through at home so I was not giving it my 100% in the beginning because I was going through a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And it was really hard for me at the age I was, the maturity level I was, and where I was mentally, it was hard for me to do all that. And like mental health was not prioritized. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was still the catalyst for your personal development, spiritual awakening, everything like that? I think it definitely changed a lot of the way I viewed things and how I work and my productivity levels. And it helped me see things from a different light. I also feel like I saw you really go on a journey for finding alignment as well. I feel like for at least six months, it was just you like narrowing down learning what you really wanted and what path you wanted to be on. So do you feel like you're in alignment right now with everything you're doing? I definitely do. I see it. it. (laughs) Yeah, it probably was like about six months, but I really needed the situation that opened my eyes to everything. I really needed that to happen because it helped me step back and step away and really look at what I want rather than what does my upline want? What does this girl want? What does everyone else want? It really made me look at what I want because I was so wrapped up in, oh, my upline's going for this, so I need to go for that too. Or Jessica's going for this, so I need to do Mm -hmm. that too. But I was like, actually, those things don't make me happy. Yeah, I remember when we were first talking about it, you mentioned like 
you were kind of getting into this space where you saw your upline and other people in the industry wanting expensive cars and expensive things and more material stuff. So you almost felt like you were trying to fit into that lifestyle and you realized, fuck that. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. once you made that switch, that's when I really saw you become the most you, if that makes sense. Like I really saw who and it's just been a really cool journey to watch you grow because it's not like it's not just personal growth it's like really just seeing you come out of your cocoon basically I know that's cliche but I don't know it's just been beautiful um speaking of coming out of your comfort zones though um I have a few actually more than a few people who when I post stuff from like your page they always ask about tarot readings and honestly I don't know much about them besides the ones you've given me and things I see on Instagram and I know that's part of your business now so can you just kind of shed some light on what tarot reading is maybe bust some myths about it um a lot of people are curious so my definition of tarot readings or my description is they are a way to connect to your intuition to connect to source whatever higher power you believe in and offer guidance to people, to yourself, to your friends, family members, strangers, whatever. Um, I feel like there's kind of a stigma around them too, like me specifically coming from a church background. Um, and a lot of people who have reached out about them also used to come from a church background. Um, and they're kind of nervous about it. So what mm-hmm. would you say to someone getting their first reading? <clears throat> Um, it's not, it's so hard to put this into words, but it's not like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I understand the stigma and I understand like coming from a church background, how it looks and how it can feel, but it's really like, it's like if you were to pick up your Bible and flip to a random page and find a verse that really really stood out to you it's like it just Mm. it just clicks that is actually so true I've never thought of it like that but what you just said before too is like it's not like some magic thing or like some weird energy you're connecting to it's Mm -hmm. just like one other way to connect with your higher power it's not like telling you what your life is going to be like it's just like to bring clarity and kind of just give you peace and I think it's okay people to do that like so many people judge the way that people heal or like find you know their peace and I think that's just a small piece of the puzzle can add to their lives um what how has your journey progressed with that like did you start with just buying a deck or looking up YouTube videos find your connection to all of that um I was watching like pick a card readings and things like that and every single one of them like everything they said aligned with me so perfectly and resonated so so well it's it was so crazy to me and I was like okay I need to get into this so there was a little crystal shop not far from where I live and I went there to look at crystals and they had decks so I was looking at them and I felt really called to one so I grabbed it got it came home I 
didn't do a whole lot. I didn't really understand what I was doing. I would kind of just like either spread them all out and pick one that I felt like I needed or just like shuffle until one fell out and look at the the like I can't I don't the description I guess of what it means in the guidebook and the tarot deck that I got started with did not have a really good guidebook I think it's more for people who know more about tarot so I didn't really know what I was doing and I tried to do a couple of my stories just here and there but it slowly started clicking for me and I really just did it through practice and I got my second deck a couple months ago and this one I resonate really 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 deeply and it's the one that I use for all of my readings but I just went by the guidebook I read through the guidebook and I started like one by one pulling cards reading the energy that I got from them, looking in the guidebook, comparing it to what I felt and whatever messages I received. And I just went from there. I kept doing that. And slowly you start to memorize like the basic meanings of them. And then it helps when you pick up energies from the reading that you do from people. So someone sees you and they want a reading, do they kind of come with an intention or like a specific guidance they're looking for or can they just come to you like with an open mind and just see what you know the reading says like is it for specific answers or can it just be like a general reading I leave that up to the client so if they want like general guidance I do that or they can also have the option to leave me like a brief description of whatever they're seeking guidance on because it just helps a little bit more to know like when you're pulling cards what energy you're reading into because sometimes you can get a lot of energies and it doesn't make sense until you talk to the client and then you tell Mm -hmm. them and then they start like piecing the piecing the putting the pieces together (laughs) so it's been a long day I can't talk oh no it's okay (laughs) eyes are closing um so when someone comes to you and you do their reading what does that feel like for you like does like you said you can pick up different energies does every reading kind of feel different for you are you like into their energy yeah so I will kind of sit for a minute and like even if I don't know the person just kind of like try to feel their energy and then I'll pull a couple cards and I'll just look at the cards and I start getting like by the second card I start getting like a distinct energy and I can tell like what this reading is kind of geared towards like what the energy is for it and I just go from there. So do you feel like anyone could do someone else's tarot reading or do you feel like it takes like a special person to be able to connect with their energies and really get that message for them if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I honestly think anyone can do it it just takes practice like the first time you pick up a deck I highly doubt that you will automatically be able to read anyone and everyone's cards it just it's one of those things you have to learn but 
everyone has their intuition. Everyone has psychic abilities. Just some are more prominent and through conditioning, through our lives, whatever path you take, they can be dimmed down a lot. But with practice and everything, you can start to learn. Do you feel like you have like any other psychic abilities that you've picked up on like throughout this journey? So I, I just like know things sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know when things are about to happen and sometimes I hear like, like it'll be my voice, but it'll be like a sentence or a word or something just like really random out of nowhere. And like within a few minutes, I'll understand what it's about. But that's crazy. (laughs) I feel like. I feel like you also are really good at, I don't know, I guess it would be, like, knowing what's about to happen, but also picking up on other people's energies, even from a distance, because every time you text me and you'll just be like, you know, I just felt like I should send you, like, extra love today or something, it's always at the right time, and also when you send me, like, random readings, it's always at the right time, so I feel like that could be kind of... I don't know Mm -hmm. if that would just be, like, extreme empathy, but I feel like it can also be some type of psychic ability for sure. Yeah, so there is one. I don't know all of the names and everything for 100%, but there is one that goes along with that because I am an empath. Like, I'm super sensitive to energies. What would be some advice for empaths? Because I feel like it can be really draining, and especially with choosing to be like a tarot reader reader and everything and you're specifically picking up on people's energies how do you kind of still make sure you're taking care of yourself if you know you're about to go out and be around people who can be draining or if you're like me and like crowds and stuff make you really anxious Mm -hmm. and overwhelmed then ground yourself before you go And do, like, a short meditation or just sit there and breathe and focus on keeping your energy within you and setting, like, like a bubble around yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, envision a little bubble around yourself. And when you are there, like, it can be helpful to bring crystals or essential oils as well. And really just remind yourself, like, what I'm feeling, it's not my feelings. It's not my feelings. This is someone else's. And, like, focus on self-care. Like, before, after you are around people who can be draining, like, give yourself some extra love. Give yourself some patience. And journaling helps a lot, too. Definitely. Um, I know that, like, after I'm in a big crowd or just, like, a long day of, like, a lot of people and a lot of, like, moving parts to the day, my mind can be, like, everywhere. And I just feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's energies. Um, and I definitely like gravitate towards my oils for, you know, energetic boundaries. Do you have any specific favorite oils for grounding or setting those energetic boundaries? Probably adaptive. I take my adaptive Mm -hmm. roller with me everywhere. I love adaptive. I, I already ran out of my adaptive roller. Um, and background as well for listeners, um, I met Chloe through doTERRA, which is the essential oil company we work for. So it's another network marketing um, business that we're in. Um, So we're both essential oil fanatics for sure. (laughs) Um, 
something else I want to talk about um, is your shroom journey. You've done it twice now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, b- your first time doing it, what you experienced, any tips, things like that? Okay, so my first time, I don't really count as my first time because I did not do it right at all. <laughs> but I ate the shrooms and I was like, Zach and I had already planned to go out and I was like, cool, I'll eat these shrooms before and I'll be tripping while we're out. It'll be so fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Where were you planning to go? uh, I think Play-Doh's and somewhere else. Like, I don't even remember. Probably Play-Doh's and um, Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Tripping in Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Casual Tuesday night, just tripping in Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Oh, my. So, I took them, and it takes, like, like, 20 minutes maybe to kick in. But we live in the middle of nowhere in the country and all of the roads are really curvy and really windy and I get car sick as is Mm -hmm. and mushrooms can also upset your stomach so we're in the car they're starting to kick in I'm feeling a little dizzy and (laughs) my stomach is like oh no so we made it to the gas station and we ended up sitting there probably two hours until I could like walk or do anything because Yeah, and I don't want to scare anyone mm-hmm. away from doing shrooms. It's just you have to prepare yourself. So I did everything wrong. You should not do it while in a car. You should not do it, like, especially your first time. Don't do it when you're about to go out. Like, keep yourself at home and safe and really prepare yourself before. So shrooms can magnify whatever you're feeling so if you had a crappy day you don't want to come home and do shrooms and it's really good to like clear your space and you're supposed to eat before you do them so my second time I made a smoothie in the morning so I drank that and then towards the afternoon I took them and Oh, I don't even know how long it lasted. A few hours, I'd say. But my second experience, I also threw up. So I took them and I was laying in bed and I started feeling like, ooh, like a little dizzy, a little out of it. (laughs) And I, it's so weird to explain because you feel out of your body. Like I was walking and my limbs felt so heavy and like, I was like moving them and I was so confused. I was like, what are these things? Why? Why? What is this body? And it was weird. It was like my soul was like trying to leave my body almost. Oh my gosh. But I like my body like felt not real. Like it literally felt like a meat sack. <laughs> but <laughs> isn't that what we are anyway, I guess? Yeah. It was yeah. just showing you your true self. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But I managed to go to the bathroom, and I think that time I threw up in the sink, and I threw everything up, and I was looking at the shrooms in the sink, and I started seeing, like, it was, like, trees. They looked like little trees. Like, I don't even know how to describe this. It was, like, (laughs) little pine trees, like, 
I saw a forest. I looked at them and I saw like a forest, but like a miniature forest. Like I was a giant overlooking a forest. And um, I went back in the room. I laid down and it's kind of hard to put a timeline on everything because you're not worried about time at all. But um, I ended up going back to the bathroom again and I threw up. But this time I was like looking at it and I felt like I should not wash it down the sink. This sounds so weird, but like I was like, okay, I need to leave the shrooms in the sink because I didn't have anything else in my stomach besides the shrooms, which is why you shouldn't eat right before you do them. But I was just looking at them and I was like, okay, I can't flush these. I can't, I can't wash these away. <laughs> I felt like my ancestors were telling me that there were messages in there, in them, and I needed to come back. Like, I was, I couldn't really stand. I was so out of it. So I had to go lay back down. But I was like, okay, I'm going to come back. My ancestors want me to look closer into these because there's a message there for me. So I came back uh... and, <laughs> and everything like is like swirling and spinning. So I was like, I'm going to close my eyes because I think that will make it better. But no, I just like, I was on a spaceship going through the universe. Like literally, it felt like I was in a tunnel traveling through space. And I could see all of the stars and all of the galaxies and everything. Wow. It was like everything was going around me and I was just traveling straight through space. And at one point I saw like teepees. So I'm Native American and I learned that in a lot of my past lives, I was Native, Native American as well. So I saw teepees and I saw Native Americans and I just knew in my heart and in my soul that those were my ancestors. And that's also why I was like, okay, I can't wash these away. Like my ancestor told me I need to come back and look at these. So it was, it was crazy. And at one point I opened my eyes and I looked at the wall and I saw what looked like some kind of different language. Like it looked like Chinese or something. Like it looked like it was all over the walls. And I obviously could not read what any of it said, but I just felt like it was some kind of language. And I also saw like a father and a daughter at one point too. I still don't know what that was about, but Zach came home from work sometime around this time. Oh, you were by yourself when you did them? Yeah. So when I first started, yeah, but he came home like probably an hour after I started tripping. So I was like, I, I liked it, but at the same time, I'm very anxious and Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to expect. So I was kind of like scared when a lot of this was happening because like it feels like you're spinning and your your skin feels weird, your body feels weird, everything is weird and you're so like you see everything, all these visuals, all these colors and it can be a little overwhelming. But it was it had just rained or was about to rain or it was sprinkling or something. And I was like, I really want to go outside. I want to go dance in the rain. I want to go run around the grass. So I did. I went out there and I was digging in there and I felt so connected to the universe. And I really got the message that the universe wanted me to know that I needed to slow down. 
I needed to look at the little things and enjoy the little things and really step back and stop looking at the bigger picture. That's beautiful. I I personally really want to try shrooms too. Like I, I've been saying, I feel like it's the next part of just like my journey and like finding out things I need to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also anxious as well. So like one night I even got like a little too high and like <laughs> I felt like I was coming out of my body and like I couldn't my insides were freaking out but my body was like no just like chill out and I'm like internally panicking so yeah that's like the main thing that holds me back from shrooms especially especially because they can last longer Mm -hmm. um but do you feel like you'll try it again or like that's part of your healing journey I definitely want to I think they are medicine Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to take them for the medicine that they are and a lot of time a lot of times people are like oh it's just a drug or Mm -hmm. a a plant that makes you see fun things and it's like a cool party drug but it's really not like it should be taken for the medicine that it is because it is so powerful and it Mm -hmm. is so healing and after that I felt so light and so free and just really 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 connected to everything And I definitely do want to do them again. Do you feel like you take those lessons that you learned on shrooms, like, with you daily? Like, since it's, like, definitely healing and medicinal, like, do you feel like those were, like, true life lessons that you learned, not just, like, a random trip? Yeah, I definitely do. Like, it's been a common theme for me. So it was just, like, one of those things where here I'm shoving it in your face and now you can't ignore it like I'm telling you to chill (laughs) I feel that (laughs) um because of how medicinal they can be do you feel like that's why there's almost like this stigma around them of like they're bad like I look back at like how many classes we had on like drugs are bad and I definitely think there are Like, more of the synthetic drugs are definitely bad and Mm -hmm. can fall into the wrong hands. But I feel like people who do shrooms and things like that are looked at as just, like, these crazy people, like, who, you know, don't work and they're just bums. And I feel like there really is a bigger picture behind that Mm. because it can open our mind up to so much. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely think, like, it has that stigma for a reason. And I think it's one of those things where... The government is like, let's let's get real conspiracy like, theory here. Yeah. <laughs> the government knows. They know how powerful they are and they know that it creates unity because you can't mm. take something like that and you can't experience those feelings. Like a lot of people experience the feeling of like wholeness and oneness and the fact mm. that we really are all one. And that creates unity and that goes against everything, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so, they are so healing and so powerful. But yeah, I think uh, it's like, it's like weed. Weed has been so long to get get, Mm -hmm. um, legalized for so long and everyone has a stigma around it yet. Tobacco products and 
alcohol are sold in stores and mm-hmm. I think alcohol is more dangerous than weed I can 100 I can smoke weed and drive perfectly fine but I can't I can't drink and drive I can't drink and walk yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink and you know relax like right? <laughs> there's there's a huge difference and I also think and I know you can agree on this like we could talk about this for hours like <laughs> We definitely are in a system and way of life where things that make us unhealthy are super normalized. And then when you try Mm -hmm. and do something good for yourself, everyone's like, oh, look at her trying to be all, you know, healthy and natural. And everyone questions that. But we're in just a cycle of people getting unhealthier and unhealthier. So Mm -hmm. with something so powerful and I feel like opening us up to truth and um like you said, kind of bringing us home back to ourselves that, you know, that would not work well on that system and it would change things. And I, yeah. I don't think people want that. I feel like people are getting more ready for that. Like it needs to happen, but mm-hmm. in terms of how the system is, it's, they wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting less and less taboo. I think with for sure our generation coming through like the next few generations a lot of things are going to change and a lot of things that are considered taboo won't be as taboo anymore definitely have you ever heard of ayahuasca yes would you ever do that so that's it's like where you drink a tea or something right and then Yeah, so I've been so, like, into hearing people's stories. Like, I'll listen to podcasts about it. Um, I'll have to send you one that I really liked. And basically, um, it's like a whole ceremony with, like, shaman. And um, some people do, like, four days of it. But that's where you you drink it. And it's kind of like a 12-hour trip. But it's, like, really intense. It has DMT in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you ever go that extreme? Honestly, yeah. I, I feel like why not? I've tried shrooms and like for a while I thought it would be a scary experience, but it wasn't. And I think like most natural things I will mm-hmm. try, but Me too. I, like I don't want to go for the synthetic drugs. Like weed is the furthest I'll go for drugs. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Like, I would never do LSD or anything. Like, anything synthetic I won't do. But I feel like ayahuasca would be something I do later on down the road. But I'm just, Mm -hmm. like, so intrigued by it. Um, Because it can be – it. some people, like, purge. Like, it literally makes them, like, throw up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, everyone says they meet, like, Mother Gaia during that trip. And it's just, like, life-changing. So – I would love to do that one day, but I feel like I should do shrooms first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about you and Zach a little bit, because I know he's been a huge part of your journey. I know he does shrooms a lot more often, too, right? Yeah, he's done them, like, I think three times now. He absolutely okay. loves them. Um, yeah, I love you and Zach. For anyone who hasn't, seen Zach and Chloe in person or even on her Instagram like you can just see their like love and connection and it's beautiful um can you talk a little bit about how you've helped him on his spiritual journey and just how having him in your life has made it better and helped you grow so I met him like 
right when I was getting out of a really, really, really toxic relationship. So I like, I don't like the whole, I, there's like a stigma around it, like the relationship hopping, but like, yeah. I did not look for him. I didn't go searching mm-hmm. for him. He was put into my life and literally when our eyes met for the first time like I knew stop I knew I (laughs) was like (laughs) I was like this is it like the feeling I felt I never felt Mm -hmm. before and my soul felt like I knew him already and we call each other our twin flames Mm -hmm. and that's where it's kind of like a soulmate but in the way like soulmates can be anyone and everyone like and they can come and go they're just meant to come and teach you a lesson and then when their lesson's over with, they go. But Twin Flames, like, the idea behind it is that you were once one soul. And Stop. Then... I never knew that. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to cry. Then... <laughs> and then you, like, got split into two different bodies. So your your souls mirror each other. And, mm-hmm. like, our childhoods, we did not have the same family dynamic or anywhere near the same like life but we have so many childhood experiences that mirror each other and it's like the most random things and he'll say something like oh I did this as a kid and I'm like bro me too and it's just like the most random things and we as people mirror each other like I swear we are the same person and that sometimes can like get us frustrated with each Mm -hmm. other because we are so similar but it's so beautiful because we know each other so well because it's like knowing yourself but I feel Mm -hmm. like as I've gotten to know him more I've gotten to know more parts of myself and when I get like if he has little things that trigger me or he does something that triggers me like anything that kind of upsets me or frustrates me in a way it makes me more mad because I know it's really about me Because he is bringing out a part of myself, a part Mm. of me that I don't like, a part of me that I'm not happy with. But it helps so much in my healing because then I'm more conscious. I'm more conscious Mm. of myself, the things I'm doing. But it can be frustrating because I'll get upset with him and I'm like, damn, I'm really just like mad at myself right now. Like, Mm. that's literally me. Um, I think that's such a... Like, that's what I mean by, like, I forget you're 19 because you guys are just, like, have such a mature, just, like, healthy relationship open to Mm -hmm. growing and learning. And I think that's a really good way to look at triggers. And, like, that's a lesson for me. Like, if, you know, your partner does something that bothers you, it's not, you know, just another reason to fight. It's a reason to, like, look at yourself and be like, Mm -hmm. what's going on inside me? um that's like a big big lesson for me that you just said um so yeah I really love that and even John my husband has said like he knows you two will work out just because of how open you guys are to learning and growing I think that's Mm -hmm. like a huge part of a relationship um yeah I just love you guys and I don't know it's because I've also seen you guys in person that I literally feel that connection between you guys like I can't stress it enough to people who haven't met you guys but you guys are just the best I love it oh we love you guys so much (laughs) we need to hang out again so soon oh my gosh 
John was just asking when you guys are coming back. And I was like, we need to go up there. We need to yeah. take a trip up there. We can go so. camping. Yes. We've like, <laughs> I've never truly been camping. At least I can't remember. I've never like been in a tent and like camped truly, you know, I not in a cabin. Like, yeah. I did for like one night, but it was kind of like glamping. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's so weird. I love nature. I really do. But at the same time, like, I hate bugs, so if I I I wake up with, like, a spider on me, I'll freak out. (laughs) No, I feel you, but (laughs) 1,000%. But, um, yeah, you guys are the best, and I feel like, because I know that feeling you're talking about, it makes me, like, appreciate your relationship more, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, I know what it feels like to be in love, but I really hope everyone gets to experience, like, what I've feel with John and what you feel mm-hmm. with Zach because it's me too it's so different like I know exactly what you mean by when even when you first locked eyes like for us it was like when we first kissed it was just like have we been best friends forever like it just feels mm-hmm. like they've always been in your life like there yes. was you know like there was no before or after it's so weird um yeah. but I know exactly what you mean and I know it, I know you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I don't know it's just like a your heart opens back up. I don't know. It's just the coolest feeling. I hope everyone gets to experience it, but um, me too. It's amazing. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Well, my last question will be, let's see, what would be your advice to someone who's just starting their spiritual journey? I feel like sometimes it's hard to like search out a spiritual awakening, but in Mm -hmm. those first few, that first like season of when it it's happening I know it can be really scary so what would your advice be don't overwhelm yourself with trying to find every resource that you can trying to know everything and practice everything and learn everything at once because I'm the type of person who I want to know everything beforehand before I do something I want to know I want to know everything but then that can kind of put a halt on you actually making progress because then you get so stuck in I have to find this I have to find this I have to find this mm-hmm. but you're not actually doing like the work you're not actually working on yourself and doing the things that you need to but I think it's important to use discernment with everything if it doesn't feel right. right for you don't do it I don't care if someone else is practicing that and it's they say it changed their lives it doesn't matter. It's about you and everyone's journey is going to be different. And what resonates for you might not resonate with the next person and vice versa. It's really just about like taking baby steps, starting with one thing and building from that. It's also really good to like connect with spiritual people that you resonate with, like finding a mentor or finding friends who are spiritual, like really connecting with people and having that support system, especially if you don't have anyone else in your life who is going through an awakening, because it can be really rough and you're going to feel a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it can be really discouraging when you're doing it all by yourself. So if you don't have someone in your life who is spiritual and you're going through a spiritual awakening, try to connect with people who are spiritual. Try to find that support system in that community. Definitely. Um, And Chloe is definitely someone I would recommend following. And 
connecting with or even just, you know, watching her journey. Um, She's very open. And like how you said, don't just listen to anybody. Even though you share your journey, you never push what has worked for you on anyone else. And I really appreciate that. Um, So where can people find you on Instagram? So my Instagram is naturally.clo. And I have a podcast too that I'm working on. I have my trailer up, but yeah, I'm working on getting some episodes. Allie's going to be on. Yes. So my Um, podcast is called Unfiltered. I don't know if I said that, but 